The Mind Aware, 221. It's not a hell yes, it's a no. (laughs) Very good, yes. Don't be afraid to make the change. The world will go on. If you're not pissing people off, you're not doing it right. Practice mindful walking. Stay outside of your comfort zone, because that's where the magic happens. How many people we know who get to the top of the ladder, and as Stephen Covey beautifully said, find that it's leaning against the wrong wall? Pause and give this moment my full love and attention. Feedback does not ever tell you anything about yourself. It tells you about the person or the people giving the feedback. Am I being driven by my greed? Am I being driven by my pride or my ego? Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So what if you could get into the heads of people who are the most successful, who are out there really doing things in a way that it almost seems like it's seamless, or how did they do that, or how did they make that happen so fast, or climb to the top so quickly? Well, wouldn't you like to be able to get into their heads and know how they think? Well, if that's the case, then I have a surprise for you, because today we are talking to Matthew Turner, and you know what? He did that. He interviewed 163 people to figure out what makes people successful, and it's come out in his book, Successful Mistake. Hi, Matthew. Good to have you here. Dana, hello. Thank you so much for having me, Paris, and what a great introduction. Thank you so much. So, Let's start. What'd you learn? Tell me, first of all, how'd you get the idea to do this? What made you decide you wanted to? Well, to be honest, it all started when I I left my job and I started working for myself and I, I wanted to, I, I also write novels, so I wanted to finish my first novel. I wanted to, you know, take freedom work for myself. And I realized that I was really scared to kind of do much of anything because I was scared of failing. I was scared of making mistakes. And when I spoke to people who had been there and done it, asking for their advice, they would tell me stories about when they overcame adversity, when they, you know, overcame a particular kind of mistake. And I realized that, well, in actual fact, people, more often than not, will become successful and they will turn a good idea into a great one because of the mistakes that they make, not despite them. It's not to glorify mistakes and say, oh, yeah, mistakes are great and failure is great and it, it doesn't provide any pain. That isn't the case. It does. It provides a great deal of pain, but sometimes that's the point. It helps you really kind of hone in on what's important to you and, you know, what you bring to the table. So I thought, hey, there's lots of books where people talk about their own, I suppose, sort of thoughts towards mistakes. You know, they maybe interview a few of their friends, but there's nothing out there which tackles a grander sort of space, you know, where they actually go in and speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people about that. So I thought I would do that. And, yeah, some years later, I, I had a count of 163 successful entrepreneurs of various different ages, regions, industries, sort of time on their particular path, somewhere at the front end of it, somewhere, you know, been doing this for decades. And I, I've learned a great deal. I've learned a great deal about what, I suppose, people go through when they make a mistake or when they fail and, you know, what, I suppose, separates the best from the rest. Those who are successful, those who are at the top of the game, what do they do when they make a mistake? compared to the rest of us. So yeah, it's been an incredible journey and like you say, the book's now out so I get to share it with anyone and anyone who I can basically find who I think is going to bring some value into their life. 
Well, I, I really like this topic and especially honing in on the idea of failure because I think that is a big fear that people have is the fear of what if I do this and I don't succeed. And so would you say then as you interviewed these 163, was, was that the theme? Did you feel like more often than not, maybe that's why you named the book? that when you started to look at a common denominator amongst these entrepreneurs, is the term we're looking for resilience or being able to bounce back from mistakes? Or what what are your thoughts on that in perspective now that you've interviewed everybody? Well, resilience, definitely. I think anybody who's going to, you know, last in this game, whether you're an entrepreneur who has, you know, several companies and lots of different staff, or you're, you know, you're a solopreneur, you're a freelancer, you're a coach, and it's just you. Resilience is huge because, let's face it, things go wrong, and you will do something, and it won't live up to expectations, and you seem like you will go through a big journey of just kind of one setback after another. You get knocked back, you get knocked back, and that's, I think, just how it goes for the majority of people. So resilience is a huge thing, and that is something that everyone's in there. And as you you say there, you know, fear of failure. I think everybody fears failure. I think every single person. I don't. I don't think there's a single person on the planet who doesn't feel that. You know, it's just where insecurity and self doubt kind of comes into the game. Everyone's affected by that. Some more than others, for sure. But I think to a degree, even the most confident, extroverted, you know, charismatic individual is still going to fear, you know, that humiliation, that that failure, that, okay, it's all coming back and, you know, it all crumbles to pieces. So that's a huge part of it, to kind of accept that, well, one, mistakes and failure are part of it, and two, I am going to fear it, and that's okay. But, yeah, resilience is a huge part of it because you need to be able to kind of work through that. Are they the only sort of key nominators throughout the book? No, there was lots of other things, too, I think, one of the key words that I often speak about when I'm speaking to someone on a show like this is reflection. I think successful people, they find time to reflect because the thing is you can't remove mistakes or failure or adversity or obstacles or anything like that from the table. And if you can, then please let me know because I would love to know because I've not met anyone who has figured that one out yet. Like it is just part of life. And sometimes it's not always you who makes a mistake. It could be the fact that the economy just falls from under itself and you get caught in the middle of it well that's a mistake you're going to go through the same stages of mistake as someone who's like maybe maybe the mistake themselves so it's not always your fault but you're the one who has to work through it so mistakes happen failure happen adversity happens sometimes it's on your own back sometimes it's because of someone else sometimes it's going to be big sometimes it's going to be small and there's a lot of gray area in between but it's it exists and it's part of our journey and one thing which i think the most successful people do they force themselves to take a step back and reflect. They find that strength, that bravery to take a little bit of time to reflect. And sometimes that is just five minutes to go and take a walk, have a few deep breaths. But sometimes it requires you to go on a trip to, you know, Bali or, you know, South America somewhere or anywhere, you know, with your loved one. Even where all the sins and rules is find a job, you know, do this, do that. You, you, you take yourself away from it and you escape because you need to get away from it. And I always remember Corbett Barr saying when his business failed, he and him and his wife ended up going on a six-month trip to Mexico. And he basically said to me, I knew any decision I made then, in the moment, like still in Silicon Valley, would be the wrong one. 
I needed to escape the moment to go and figure out what the right one was going to be. Yeah. And I think that's a big differentiator between, you know, the best and the rest. The best say, I need to find a few minutes or a few weeks or a few months, whatever it might be. It changes all the time, but I need to find time to reflect and figure out what the right answer is so I can make sure I don't make this mistake worse. Yeah. Whereas if you just jump into it, you may make a small mistake into a big one. You will then go into the next stage, which is pain. The next stage after that, which is bargaining and then depression. So, whereas if you have a bit of time and beginning to reflect, you can fast track right the way to the end of the process. And that's where all the good stuff is. That's where you learn. That's where you progress. Yeah, we totally agree with that. You know, we talk about it as being able to use your best brain. You're not making good decisions when you're in the throes of feeling terrible about something. You know, your creative pathways in your brain are constricted. You're like not in the best frame of mind when you're stressed out trying to make that decision. So you need to be in a place where you can relax and you can chill out and you can actually like see the broader picture of what's happening. So I totally agree with that. Was there anything else? Because it sounds to me like what you're saying then about people who are successful is that they are afraid of failure, just like anybody is afraid of failure, but they accept it as part of the process and they deal with it differently maybe than other people who aren't successful. Is that kind of the direction of where you're going with this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the big things I found, you know, through creating it, and I didn't really think the the thought of mindset would come into it as much as it did. But, I, I mean, I don't know if you and your listeners are uh, so familiar with the, the growth, the fixed mindset. Well, if we just look at that, growth is this notion of, and I'm, 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 you were just nodding there, so I think you know all about it, but growth is this notion of, okay, when I fail, when I have a misstep, that's a chance for me to learn and to progress. So you don't kind of, you, although you might be fearful of failure, you don't want it to happen, you might still get embarrassed, you're still going to feel that shame. It doesn't make you immune to it, but you're going into it knowing that, okay, every mistake I make, I'm able to turn it around and learn and progress. And as long as I keep learning and progressing, then it's okay. Whereas a fixed mindset is, okay, I fail, therefore I am a failure. You know, if I'm, you know, I've, I've got a ceiling, you know, I even know this or I don't. And I, I think that's a big thing. You know, those who I spoke to, they have that kind of growth, that what I term successful mindset. It's not to say they were born with it. It's not to say that they developed it like that. And it's not to say they were even conscious of the fact that they developed it over time. But because they were living it and they, you know, they succeeded and they failed and they did this and they did that. And slowly but sure, they, they started to bring it all together. They, they realized that these mistakes, these failures aren't going to be the end of me. They're lessons. They're lessons that I can learn from. And to an extent, I need to accept that they do happen, but they are not going to define me. Yeah. I just need to be able to take them, unpack them, you know, learn from them, move on, progress. And it's just this notion of growth mindset, okay? This failure isn't going to be the end of me. It isn't going to define me. It hurts. It's rubbish. I'm not going to, for a second, say that, the, oh, you have this mindset and these mistakes and these failures and these rejections and these obstacles don't hurt. They do. But if you just have that right mindset from the get-go going, these aren't going to define me. Then it makes it so much easier for you to just take that little bit of time to reflect, unpack the mistake for what it is, a lesson in disguise, and just get to the next day and to the next step into the next stage and just work your way through it. Whereas I think if you've got that fixed mindset, you cling to it. You know, you beat yourself up, you're guilty, you're like shamed because you made a mistake. I shouldn't have made this mistake. I shouldn't have failed. So you cling to it. 
you get guilty, you blame yourself, you blame other people. And what you find is that you just accentuate everything. So the shock is greater than it needs to be. The pain, which is stage two, is bigger than it needs to be. You go into stages three and four, which a lot of the time you don't need to go through if you have that kind of growth mindset in the middle, in the beginning. So both stage three, which is all about bargaining, denial, and stage four, which is all about depression. You know, you slip into them when you don't always have to. And even if you slip into them and you, like, sometimes it's unavoidable, you make it worse, you accentuate the issue. Because you're just focusing on, I failed, I failed, I failed. I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Whereas those at the top of their game, they're like, I failed, like, it hurts. But I've now got a chance to work my way through it, make sure that I turn this good idea into a better idea. I have the belief that I'm still going to make this in the end. Yeah. And yeah. it's not all going to be clean for yeah, I can totally see that. And I, I think there's a certain amount of confidence that comes with making mistakes and landing back on your feet and doing it again. And it's that experience that gives you that. Nice stuff, Matthew. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to Matthew Turner. He's the author of Successful Mistake. You can find him over at SuccessfulMistake.com. Check out his book. He's got lots of stuff over there, actually, SuccessfulMistake.com. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Matthew for his best tip on how you can land on your feet starting today. What can you do today to move more towards your dreams? We'll find out in a second. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? Trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrainu. The letter U, dot com. Check it out today. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Matthew Turner, the author of Successful Mistake. Make sure and check him out over at SuccessfulMistake.com. Remember, there's no the in the front of that. So it's just SuccessfulMistake.com. Learn more about Matthew Turner. He's got, really, this guy is prolific. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And I I think you're going to find really interesting all the different things he has to offer. Matthew, I love that you've interviewed these 163 successful people to really kind of understand how people think, because I do think sometimes people don't put mindset as a priority or the way we think as a priority, but you're right. I mean, you've made so many good points about not being fixed. You know, I think sometimes what you said before the break, that people who make mistakes, they learn from them who are successful, and they don't necessarily blame themselves or identify with the mistake. It's not like I'm a bad person because I made a mistake. It's just a mistake that happened and you learn. So what I'm wondering is, you probably have got a lot of wisdom from all of these people. And let's say somebody is listening to this interview right now, and they're saying, you know, I'd like just one thing I could implement today, one little thing that I could start to do differently or think differently or a habit I could add that would be easy. Like when you think about that, what comes to mind for you? 
Well, it's a bit of an extension to what we talked about earlier with this notion of reflection, which is such a huge kind of denominator between, you know, the best and the rest. And I suppose what people want to work around is it's like mistakes are going to happen. Like you can't avoid them, but there are warning signs. And with a bit of an idea, if like if you can get that kind of successful mindset and grow to a point where you're spotting the mistakes before they happen, or at least before they have time to grow, then you're putting yourself in the best place possible to make sure you are turning, you know, that one's bad time into a good time quickly. You know, you're nipping the the uh, mistake in a bud before it has time to blossom, and it's like, bang, straight mistake to success, bing, bang, bosh. And that's, I suppose, like, the whole point of a book, to kind of give people the notion of, like, these are the stages that you work through, and the faster you can work through them, the better, and if you can stick a few of the early stages, hey, all the better for it. One of the big things I think you need to have is a really deep understanding of what actually success means to you. You need to really be, have an idea of like why you are doing this. Because when I talk about things like reflection, and when you make a mistake and when you fail, it's easy to kind of get lost in the moment. You know, like you were saying, that kind of that smart brain, that good idea brain. Well, that bad idea, that fear will take over when you you hit an obstacle. So you need to have a good notion of why you are doing what you are doing, you know, what you're bringing to this world, like why you are a freaking entrepreneur, because it's hard, like why are you going to do it? Because if you know that, it's much easier to just take a step back and go, let's work through this. Let's not get caught up in the mistake of this failure. Let's make sure that we turn it into something good. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to try and define what success means to you. So if I was to ask you, Dana, like if I gave you a billion dollars right now, you know, I'm Bill Gates, and I would say, you know what, Dana, here's a billion dollars. Don't worry about it. You're now, you're now in a position where you don't have to worry or think about money for the rest of your life. Like you are, that has been taken care of. It's not to say that money heals all those problems and makes happiness. That's not the point right now. But it's the fact that you are still got the rest of your life to do something. You might take a few weeks and live on a beach for a while, but that's going to be boring. I'm assuming that you're a go-getter, you have ambition, you're still going to want to create and do what you do. So if you can do all that without money being an indicator, my question to you is like, what are you going to do? What are you, how are you going to spend the rest of your life when money isn't an issue? Like, literally write it down. Like, what is your day going to be like? For me, and I, I was like, I would still want to write books, you know? I still would want to write books, but I would be much more freeing with that. And that kind of takes you down a journey of like, well, what kind of books would I write? You know, how would I kind of do it? And, and why am I writing books? You know, why, why books? Like, am I, who am I writing these books for? So it gives you a really good indication of like who you're serving, why you're serving them, why you, you know, why should they listen to you over somebody else? And it's not necessarily books, it could be any product, it could be any service, it could be anything whatsoever. But the sooner you really are, are able to define like what your purpose is, what your happiness is, what your freedom is, and the big one for me, define what success means to you. Then once you have an idea of that, and it, and it doesn't just happen, you know, it might take weeks of soul searching, it could take a lifetime. But once you're conscious of it and you start asking those questions, when a mistake does come, you'll be in a position where you're like, okay, I'm hurting right now. But my eyes on the prize, I know what I want. So what do I need to do right now to just take a breath and make sure I don't make this situation worse? So. Nice. Good stuff. I love it. Absolutely. Doing things for the pure joy. Imagine that. Making a difference in the world. I mean, good, good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. It's so awesome to have you here. I really appreciate it. The pleasure has been mine, Dana. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show and 
you know, getting to hang out with you and your awesome audience. It's amazing. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for being here. You hear what he's saying, right? I mean, we're really talking about taking the long view, taking the long view and realizing, like, why am I doing this? The stuff that he's he's saying at the end here, you know, couldn't you do that right now? Couldn't you just right now take the long view and say, why am I doing this? What if Bill Gates did give me that billion-dollar check? You could do that today. You could today start to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it with pure joy like I'd like to? Is this really how I want to live my life? Am I serving my mission? And how can I alter it so that I am stepping it up more and more? I mean, it's easy when you start to just take that moment and do what Matthew says and take that pause for reflection because you know what? It's in that quiet time. It's in the reflection that the answers come. It's not when you're stressed or in the heat of the moment or just having made the mistake or wondering if you're going to make the mistake or feeling the fear. It's when you take that time to pause. And this is all easy to implement right now. You can start today. You can do this. You can really realize your dreams. You can become the next 163rd person. Maybe you're the next guy that somebody is going to interview. And we will see you next time on The Mind Aware. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will, and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Thank you for listening to the Mind Aware Show. And remember to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themindaware. Please join us for tomorrow's episode. You deserve it.